0: This is Tangents. If you've been involved in any of the large number of quizzes or quiz leagues that have popped up online since the spring of 2020, you've probably played with or against Cheyenne Fletcher. He's the other half of Tulsa's questionable company, along with Episode 1's Tim Edwards, which may have given him some extra motivation for doing well here. I'm not sure Cheyenne had a real strategy heading into this game, but uh, it seemed to work out okay for him here. Check it out.
1: We just got BritBox. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, of course, the first thing that popped up was Pointless. The uh, it's a- Oh, the game show. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I've just been binge watching it for, like, three days.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like Sheep, right?
1: I feel like it's a little bit more based on actually knowing something, right? Right. I feel like Sheep is a little bit more, um, you're trying to get the least one that people will know. Yeah yeah it's when you're also you're just you want to get it correct that the least people answer
0: sheep would be like the family feud version of this
1: right sheep is more like people's opinion kind of thing but this will be like you know sometimes it'll be like a song off of sticky fingers that went to the top ten right or something so you have to know the songs off of sticky fingers plus the ones that went to top ten then the least common one of that
0: right so what else is on the Brit box?
1: I don't know because <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've only made it. To, how much a month is this Brit box subscription?
1: Uh, right now it's like two bucks a month, but Oh, that's not so bad. There's like 35 seasons of pointless <laughs> point
0: pointless for two bucks a month. Is what it's yeah. going to be. All right. Yeah, yeah. It could be get worth it
1: eventually. But it's easy to yeah. keep on in the background while I'm doing stuff. Right. I don't have to pay attention whatsoever.
0: Yeah. You're you're kind of learning stuff that way. <laughs> I
1: am, yeah. and it's Brit pop culture, which right. I'm not very good at.
0: I've been asking people uh, their opinions. I think we're coming up with a, basically the best list in the world for the best movie soundtracks. Yes. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah,
1: I'm going to have to go listen to them. I'm not much of a soundtrack guy, so I'm oh. sticking with the same one that I listened to. The first time you asked, it's the first one I thought of.
0: So, <laughs> what did you say? Uh,
1: Platoon.
0: Oh, Platoon. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting choice. Yeah,
1: it's like Chacks of My Tears and Respect and okay. Oki from Muskogee and okay. Groovin'. Um, oh. It was just one that I listened to in high school at wrestling camp.
0: Sounds good. Are you ready to make your quiz?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. I get to make my quiz.
0: The game is simple. I'll start with a question. Answer correctly, and you get to choose the topic for the next question based on a set of tangents from your answer. Keep answering correctly to stay in the game. If you don't know an answer, it's not the end of the world. You're allowed to miss one and pass one. Once those are gone, the game only goes on as long as you're perfect. Ready to play?
1: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Cheyenne, you... uh might have noticed the last game Fran's last question was Warren Beatty plays a California senator who reinvigorates his re-election campaign after freely speaking his mind in public and beginning an affair with Halle Berry's character in what 1998 film? Do you know this one? Uh, yes. I mean if you so, listened to the last episode you know
1: this one. Yes, uh, this is
0: Bullworth. It is Bullworth and you are off to your first point of the game. I mean it's a String. gimme sure but still. You have an active streak. That's right. So your tangents for this one, based on that question, will be roles, campaigns, 1990s films, and California.
1: Wow. Um, I don't know. I get scared about some of these. Um, I know you. Were, let's check California. California. All right. That's where I was born.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, this should be natural for you, right? Your question in California is this. You won't find it on their official menu, but what California-based fast food chain offers a secret animal-style variation of some of their most popular items?
1: Okay. Um, uh, I mean, I know it's one of two. I just can't remember which one it is. This is one of those, uh, you know, fast food chains that didn't come to Oklahoma forever. One of them has made it here. Um, And I think I would hear about the one that made it here. So I'm going to say that this is In-N-Out Burger.
0: Cheyenne, you'll be happy to know this is In-N-Out Burger. I feel like I need to tell people, if you don't know Cheyenne, if you've never played with Cheyenne before in an online game, or maybe even a live game, I don't know that I've played with you in a live game, but in an online game, uh, the question will be asked. Cheyenne will know it immediately, but he will struggle mightily for at least 30 seconds. And then at the very end, he will break your heart if you're playing against him by coming up with the right answer. Every single time. It is without fail. Every single time. So just expect a lot of that this episode.
1: I will do my best not to. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll just no, no. kind of talk.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, this is this is a, um, on an audio medium. So talk it out. Your tangents based on that question will be California... Fast food secrets and animals. Okay. Um,
1: well, I'm a little worried about that. Fast food can be so regional that I get a little worried. Let's just go California again. That was California.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you never right, know.
1: Things come from California.
0: Well, that's what I. Or mean. at least I do. Your question in California will be this cheyenne johnny cash's Folsom prison blues tells the story of a man serving time in cal in a california correctional facility for a crime he committed in what other state
1: all right well uh what was it because just to watch him die yeah he shot him in reno so that would be nevada
0: He shot him in Reno. He shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Reno, is it? Yes, it is in Nevada. Nice job, Cheyenne. That is your third correct out of uh, three questions. And that brings up the following tangents Blue, as in Folsom Prison Blues. Prison, as in Folsom Prison. California again. And crime. All right. As in, I shot a man in Reno. (laughs) Yes,
1: that would be a crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's give prison a try. Uh,
0: not really, <laughs> let's let's not. Try. <laughs> <laughs> let's not say we didn't. Yeah. Okay. Prison is your, is your category. And your question is this. In a 2005 remake, Adam Sandler fills the role originated by Burt Reynolds in what 1974 movie filmed in Reidsville, Georgia, with the permission of Governor Jimmy Carter?
1: I, I don't know if I'm ashamed to admit this. I'm kind of <laughs> proud of it maybe a little bit, but also a little bit ashamed that I'm a sucker for Adam Sandler movies. And the original was great. This is The Longest Yard.
0: <laughs> it is The Longest Yard. Nice job, Cheyenne. All right, Cheyenne, your tangents based on that question. The 2000s, remakes, and prisons.
1: All right. Um, well... We uh, apparently didn't make it on the outside, so we're going back to prison.
0: <laughs> we're going to stick in prison.
1: We're like Brooks from Shack.
0: That's right. That's right. Here's a question. In prison, a miseducation of the tax system led to a three-month prison sentence followed by a house arrest that was shortened to allow for what New Jersey-born singer's 2013 homecoming <sighs> tour?
1: Well, just to help you with maybe why sometimes I take thirty seconds, here's what my brain just did. Is I was like, okay, it's New Jersey born. Okay, this is either the boss, right, or it's Bon Jovi. Like one of those two. Like this, that's all we have. Like that's what we're doing. It's like known for their time in prison. Education. Right, right. I was like, that's so weird. That miseducation thing reminds me so much of Lauren Hill. How would that connect <laughs> so much to one of these two other ones? And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, that's right. Lauren Hill got in trouble.
0: Ah. So I'm going
1: to go with Lauren Hill.
0: Are you? It is Lauren Hill. Nice job. So there you go. You're well on your way. Uh, you have a streak of five. You have five total points. Uh, so your tangents, based on that question, taxes, New Jersey, and the 2010s.
1: I don't like taxes. Sure. I don't know nobody anything does. good in New Jersey or from New Jersey. All things from New Jersey are pretty bad. That's a jab at certain people. Sure, sure, sure. playlist listen. I mean, 2010. Let's see. You know what? We'll go ahead for certain friends and go for New Jersey. New
0: Jersey it is. Okay. Your question in the category New Jersey. Which university is the only Ivy League school that takes its name from the city where it's located?
1: Okay. Well, it... Um, Since we're New Jersey, which university? Okay, so it's got to be Princeton, since Princeton is the only Ivy League school in New Jersey. So we'll go
0: Princeton. Well thought out, Cheyenne. It is Princeton, and you get the point there. You have what I think is the longest streak so far at six, which brings us to the following tangents based on that question. Universities, cities, same name, and New Jersey.
1: Well, I always kind of like these same-name things, so let's give that one a whirl.
0: Your question in same name. Sharing a name with a Hugh Jackman character. What Yukon mountain near the Alaskan border is Canada's highest peak?
1: Okay, yeah. Um, with Hugh Jackman characters, so this is going to be uh, Mount Logan. So I'm assuming, yeah, Wolverine Logan, that movie, up in, uh, what is that, Yukon? So yeah, I will go with uh, Logan.
0: Mount Logan is correct. Nice job, Cheyenne. You are on quite a streak here. Seven in a row. And your tangents, based on that question in Mount Logan, uh, more same name, mountains, characters, and Canada.
1: Let's go with mountains. I like geography. Sure. This should be fun. Why not?
0: Mountains it is. And your question in mountains is this. Speaking of Canada, we're back in Canada too. Canada's oldest national park, Banff National Park, was originally called Rocky Mountain National Park when it was created in 1887 in what Canadian province? Banff! I just like saying Banff. Yes. <laughs> I know, isn't it I feel cool? like it's Emerald favorite national, favorite, favorite national park.
1: Favorite national park. Okay, I'm like 90% and halfway tempted to use my pass, but I think I'm going to go with it. And uh, I'm going to say uh, Alberta.
0: You're going to risk it here and say Alberta. It. Okay. Yes. Well, you're going to be glad you did. It is Alberta, okay. which gives you yet another point.
1: I always get confused for some reason, and I might be wrong on what I'm about to say, so people don't actually listen to me. You can listen to me talk, <laughs> just don't take my word for this completely. Sure. For some reason, I always thought Lake Louise was near Banff, but I think recently I heard, I think Lake Louise is in bc and so now i've got these things you know jumbled exactly where they go
0: just trying to forget everything you know you'll be okay
1: right yes
0: so answering that question correctly gives you the following tangents canada national parks mountains and the 1880s
1: well that's just scary 1880s i'm so (laughs) bad on history um i'm gonna Uh, mountains again then.
0: We're gonna go with mountains, and your question in mountains is this. Since they were the first to climb a certain group of Canadian peaks, Tolkien fans Peter Jordan and Fred Thiessen named them Mount Gandalf, Mount Aragorn, and what third mountain named for Gandalf's horse? Remember you still have your pass.
1: yeah. I know, I do. Oh, I can't... Um... And the streak starts over, huh? That's correct.
0: But you do have the longest streak.
1: Right. And now if I miss, is the game over?
0: No. Or do I
1: get to start another streak?
0: You get to start another streak.
1: Oh, so I can take it.
0: You can miss one and you can pass one. Yep.
1: Okay. Well, then I think I'll take this one for a chance. Mm -hmm. I'd rather halfway miss. This is what, like, Tim, if he listens to this, is going to be laughing because, like, Lord of the Rings is, like, all like he knows it so well Mm -hmm. and i really can't stand it so uh, i'm scared that i'm getting this confused with (laughs) the christopher paolini inheritance cycle and i'm kind of worried about that uh let's go shadow facts
0: you're going with shadow facts
1: Yes. I, there's a shadow facts in something.
0: This is the one. Okay. It's Gandalf's streak. horse. Nice job. Yeah. All right. You were up to a streak of nine and nine total correct answers. You haven't missed anything or passed anything yet. So you are uh, damaging the game at this point. And your tangents, based on that question, will be the Lord of the Rings firsts. Uh, more mountains or horses?
1: <sighs> well... I got a Lord of the Rings right, and I'm done. Like, I'm running. Get away from that one. So, yes, fast. We will try horses.
0: Your question in horses, an actor from Terminator 2 shares a last name with what unit of measure commonly used in horse racing equaling one-eighth of a mile.
1: This is really funny, because I think of this actor, which, uh, from American History X. Hmm. And Mm -hmm. I just heard there was a question in something the other day that involved an actor from American History X and somebody answered it and I had no clue who they were talking about, but they were right. Wow. But this is uh, Edward Furlong.
0: <laughs> Furlong is correct. Nice job, Cheyenne. Okay, so based on that, your tangents will be measurement, actors, 1990s films, or more horses.
1: <sighs> okay. Actors 1990. Let's give it 1990s films. We'll give okay. Them. This could be like, uh, this is really a hit or
0: miss. So. Could be anything, right? Yes. Okay. In 1990s films, the 1999 film Deep Blue Sea might be best remembered for the shocking shark related demise of one of its main characters, Russell Franklin played by what a list actor?
1: Okay. Pretty sure. I've never seen this, but I've heard about it. And I want to say that this is uh, God. Deep Blue Sea Okay, now I'm starting to question myself. Let's just go for it. Uh I think this is Samuel L. Jackson.
0: <laughs> this is the uh, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> earlier in the game. He will struggle for 30 seconds and then, yeah, let's just throw out the right answer. Yes, Samuel L. Jackson, the correct answer. And <laughs> that amazing poll gives you the following tangents. Blue, based on uh, Deep Blue Sea, 1990s films again. Sharks and Rolls.
1: You know what? We had blue earlier and I was kind of curious then, so let's try blue.
0: Known as the father of blues, what iconic trumpet player born in 1873 is mentioned in the first verse of Mark Cohn's 1991 hit, Walking in Memphis.
1: Okay. Well, um, I, for some reason, I have, uh, like, Louis Armstrong is mostly associated with New Orleans in my head, but I think he also has some association with Memphis. And I'm trying to think who else blue. I think Count Basie is like Kansas City, um, and I'm really bad about like I. I'm always confusing what instruments everybody plays.
0: Still have your uh, pass.
1: Yeah, I know, but let's uh, let's go with Louis Armstrong.
0: Well, it is not Louis Armstrong. We have our first <laughs> miss of the game. Uh, the correct answer: ah, W. C. Just- Handy. W. C. Handy from uh, the uh, yeah. first verse of "Walking to Memphis." You're still in the game, and you still have a pass. So you still have that going for you and your tangents based on that question, uh, playing off father of the blues fathers speaking of blues, blues, speaking of the 1870s, 1870s. And speaking of Memphis, Memphis.
1: Um, okay. Well, I, you know, I, I'm still mad at blue, so I'm not going with blues. Maybe. (laughs) That's a good reason. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's go with, um, I'm kind of, you know what, I'm a father, you're a father, so let's sure. go fathers.
0: Father as it is, let's go fathers. Your question, his dad was a Heisman Trophy winner for Michigan, so it's not that surprising that what NCIS star was the starting quarterback for UCLA in 1972
1: and 1973? Okay, well, I don't know if I realize his dad was a Heisman Trophy winner, but I'm pretty sure Mark Harmon's dad was a really good quarterback so i'm going with Harmon.
0: it is mark Harmon, correct you're off to a new streak cheyenne yeah
1: was it was that tom harman
0: tom harman he was not a quarterback though he was a halfback
1: yeah like i know i've seen that name on the list of heisman trophy winners i never realized that that okay
0: there you go today you learned and based off of your question you get the following tangents college football fathers again awards based on that Heisman Trophy and the 1970s.
1: You know, let's see what happens with college football. Since I've been watching more football this year than I have in the past.
0: Let's see what happens know. with college football. Your answer, your question, rather, is this. The 2008 documentary Harvard Beats Yale 2929 is narrated by Al Gore's college roommate, who happens to be one Oscar-winning actor and first-team Ivy League guard for Harvard when they squared off against Yale in that classic 1968 game.
1: Well, I mean, Oscar-winning
0: Oscar.
1: I mean, like, this is... Yeah, I'm about to sit here and think for a second, and I'm going to end up going with the exact answer I thought of right off the bat, but I'm trying to pin it down. Okay, Al Gore's famously roommates with Tommy Lee Jones. Let's We'll just go Tommy Lee Jones. Nice job. What does he win an Oscar for? That's what I was
0: trying to... Best Supporting Actor for The Fugitive. Okay. All right, so based off of that question, your tangents for the next question will be college football... Documentaries, Oscars, and the 1960s.
1: Well, I don't watch enough documentaries, and I obviously couldn't remember what he won an Oscar for, so I'm not good with that. 1960s. I can't answer questions about before I was born, so we're going to college football. Right
0: <laughs> oh, I know you're not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. We are going to stick, then, with college football. What mustachioed actor who died in 2018, played halfback for Florida State before landing his first film role as Hoke Adams in the 1961 movie Angel Baby.
1: I believe this is Lee Corso's roommate, Burt Reynolds.
0: Speaking of college roommates.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, we uh, talked about Bert a little earlier tonight, and he's back, baby. It is Burt Reynolds. Nice job, Cheyenne. You are uh, killing the game tonight, and you've already got another streak going, three in a row. And based off that question, you get the following tangents. College football, actors, Florida, and debuts.
1: Okay, let me, this is going to be really weird tangent. I'm going to do my own tangent here, an extra tangent. Oh, boy. When's your birthday sure. again?
0: Uh, December 13th.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. And so that's the same as lovely Taylor Allison Swift and her right. first album, all yep. the Swifties call it Debut.
0: Oh. So we
1: are going to go with
0: Debut. Oh, boy. Okay. That's a <laughs> weird tangent into that one. But alas, here we are. <laughs> Yes. In debuts, a prodigy herself earning her first Oscar nomination, nomination at age 14, whose big screen directorial debut was the film Little Man Tate, the story of a seven-year-old child prodigy.
1: Okay. Um, so, I've just got to go off. I've seen this movie a long time ago, um, and the mom in it is... Jodie foster and she was a prodigy so maybe she directed this so i will go with jody
0: foster jody foster is correct you are up to four in a row and 15 total overall i think uh little man tate is the name of Jodie foster's production okay. company too i remember just in case that yeah, ever at comes one
1: up. point uh God, why can't a thiever? And there was a movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman where he's in like war. Not Little Big Man. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's a yes, yes. Is that it? it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So your tangents based on that question, prodigies, Oscars, debuts, and fosters.
1: Let's give, um, you know what? Fosters. Might as well. I have no clue where that's
0: going. It's Australian for beer.
1: It is. They love it down there.
0: That's right. Your question. Oh, Susanna, Camp Town Races, My Old Kentucky Home, and Beautiful Dreamer were all written by what man known as the father of American music.
1: Okay. Um and I think I know this, but I think this is the time where I'm going to use a little bit of... Uh, can I make a non-com after I do my pass? Sure, sure. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah, so You're going to pull out the pass card?
1: I am going to pull out the pass. And if I... All right. If I was forced to answer this, I would have probably gone with the Scott Joplin.
0: Okay. Well, here is where the tangents can help you a lot. It's a good thing you passed, uh, because the tangents can help you a lot. The tangent that you chose was Foster. Oh, Stephen so- Foster. Ah. So... <laughs> Uh, you could have just given me the first name. Ugh. Yeah. But listen, you're, you're killing it anyway, and you're not done yet. Now though, you have to be perfect. Your tangents that you're going to start off your perfection streak will be songwriters, races, and Kentucky. Okay.
1: You know what? We have done California That's and right. we've done New Jersey kind of getting a little coast the elite. That's there. right. So I think we got to come to the middle where the
0: real people live. All right. Your question is this. Now serving as a pastor at a church in Kentucky, what Ecuadorian born singer once preferred his women raw like sushi? According to his 1990 single Rico Suave. Oh
1: my goodness. This is just, this is just me. <laughs> um, did I, I think you misheard me. Was, you, like, was I a little choppy? Uh, <laughs> I didn't I say Kentucky. Could
0: have sworn you said Kentucky.
1: <laughs> oh, Okay, um I don't think there's any chance I'm getting What? Okay. I I might be way. I mean like I think I'm I don't think I'm going to answer this okay. right. I'm just trying to come up with an answer that is respectable and I don't even think sure. I'm going to do that. Uh but I think for some reason I thought he had like a single word name and I think I got it confused with So I'm going to say something like um Gerardo. <laughs> this is
0: this is uh, classic Cheyenne. It is Gerardo. Unbelievable. I was like, unbelievable.
1: but I was thinking Geraldo.
0: I thought we were wrapping the game up. But nope. We are going to continue with the following tangents. 1990s music, back to Kentucky, religion or food?
1: Okay. I, Good. Raw like
0: sushi, get it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm okay. done with Kentucky. That scared me. Sure, sure. So, I, there's I no it. more blue, no more Kentucky. See, bluegrass state Kentucky, I mm-hmm. should have figured this out. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I should have stayed away. Let's do food. I like food.
0: All right. We're going to do food. Purple cape, green goddess, and orange bouquet are some of the more exotic varieties of what vegetable in the genus Brassica?
1: Okay. So, Brassica. Brassica. That's like you're like cauliflowery broccoli kind of things, um, and I've seen colors like that that I see the most often that are in that. I'm gonna go with cauliflower. I've seen orange, green, and purple cauliflower.
0: Gonna go cauliflower. It is cauliflower. Good job. And based on that question, you're gonna get the following tangents: food, colors, gods from Green Goddess. And science.
1: I am not good at science, so we will, um, let's do colors. No, oh, I don't know, that's kind of close to blue, and I'm so (laughs) mad at blue. But we'll do it. We'll do colors. We'll go
0: colors then. An ill-fated character named Putin figures into the plot of what 1984 novel that launched the prolific career of its author, Tom Clancy?
1: Okay, and we had colors. Uh, I'm assuming that this is his first Putin. sounds. It makes sense for The Hunt for Red October.
0: that is correct and your tangents based on that question characters 1980s books colors again and 1990s films
1: okay let's either do um i'm kind of waffling between the books and the films um wait i don't feel like we've had really some too much book stuff so we'll go 1980s books 1980s books
0: The 1985 Garrison Keillor novel Lake Wobegon Gaze, is based on material from what weekly radio show which in 2017 became known as Live From Here
1: Oh okay um I this might be the downfall of me I I could not stand this show People loved it it drove me up the wall, and um, okay, like okay, it's like Wisconsin. Um, Chris Teal, I kind of took over for this. Um, oh goodness, I live from
0: no. The show was actually called Live from Here. That wasn't oh. like a clue. Oh, what's called Live from Here?
1: What we radio show?
0: Okay, yeah. So I'm what kinda... Weekly Radio Show, which in 2017 became known as Live From Here. Right. Yeah. that's okay. an, It's not a clue. Thank
1: you. Okay. See? Um, and I'm going to kick myself when I can't remember this because it's got like a. I feel like it might have like a, a dwelling in its name, cabin or something. Um, Garrison Keeler Show. What was that show? Um...
0: Yeah, that's the question.
1: I know, <laughs> I know. Um, oh, you know what? I might have to just call this because I can't come up with this answer, and it's going to drive me crazy. Well, there's no shame. Like it came. I know it like came on, like right before, or after, like car, car talk, talk. Or right. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, Prairie Home Companion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> now you see uh, what I was talking about earlier. Uh, oh, oof. Cheyenne. Moving on. Uh, Prairie Home Companion, that question gets you the following tangents. You're up to 19 for a score. Nobody broke. Nobody's broken double digits yet, and you are about to do it twice in a row. Uh, 1980s books, radio, 2010s, or homes.
1: Okay, I'm going to try to redeem myself on
0: 1980s books. 1980s books. Getting its name from the Greek for bile. What infectious disease shows up in the title of a 1985 book by a Nobel-winning author? And the 2007 film adaptation starring Javier Bardem.
1: Alright, so... We just need the infectious disease. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. This, so this is, because um, I w- might mess up the whole title of this book. I believe <laughs> the book is uh, Love in the Time of Cholera. But yeah, we'll go with cholera just to be safe.
0: I mean, you would have been right either way, but cholera right. is the right answer. And your tangents, based on that correct answer and its question, will be Greek, 1980s books again, Infectious Diseases, and that's it.
1: Okay. Well, um, we can go for it. You know, let's just go for it. You know, we've been to prison. Let's go ahead and get an infectious disease.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. Ambitious. Yeah. Okay, your question in Infectious Diseases. Verdi's opera La Traviata ends with the death of Violetta. From what infectious disease that also took its toll on Val Kilmer in Tombstone and Ingrid Bergman's character in The Bells of St. Mary?
1: Okay, well... I believe, well, Kilmer and Tombstone, I believe there's uh, tuberculosis. So I'm going with tuberculosis.
0: Tuberculosis is correct. And you've built yet another good-sized streak here. Right. And based on that question, your tangents will be... You get you get one choice. You picked one of our uh, questions that don't have a lot of tangents right now. So you get this one. <laughs> yeah.
1: You mean you don't have a lot of infectious disease tangents?
0: Yeah. You're uh, a... <laughs> Your tangents were Verdi, infectious diseases, Val Kilmer, or tombstones. You get tombstone.
1: Well, you know, I, I almost bought three for 10 tombstone <laughs> pizzas tonight, oh. but they're
0: <laughs> out of cheese. I think I had a tombstone pizza tonight, so we're, on, we're well on our way here. Tombstone, True Lies, Apollo 13, Twister, and Titanic were among a streak of 90s films featuring what late actor whose final role was in the 2017 thriller, The Circle?
1: So, this has got to be uh, Bill Paxton.
0: Not to be confused with Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton is the correct answer. Your tangents are Tombstones, Apollo 13, 1990s films, or Bill Paxton?
1: Hmm. Um, I've been reading about space a lot lately, but hmm. we will go with 1990s films.
0: Good choice. Your... Question, Oscar winners Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Blanchett, and Philip Seymour Hoffman were also in the cast, but what 1999 film's only Oscar nomination in the acting categories went to Jude Law for his role as Dickie Greenleaf?
1: I believe this is based on the Patricia Highsmith novel. I think that's it. Hill Highsmith, Tower. What is it, Patricia? Uh, but the talented Mr. Ripley is
0: what I'm going on. Talented with. Mr. Ripley is correct. And your tangents will be Law, based on Jude Law, Oscars, 1990s films, and Matt Damon.
1: Oh, well, let's go with Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Isn't there, like, some skit about Matt Damon I feel like people are always referencing?
0: Well, let's see. A puppet version of Matt Damon with a very limited vocabulary is voiced by Trey Parker in what 2004 comedy?
1: Okay, Trey Parker. Puppet. Um, I don't know if that was Puppets. Uh, Okay, I'm assuming it's got to be one of theirs. Maybe. Okay, that's close to the time that... That movie. um... Oh... It gets all jumbled. This is one of those things that gets jumbled in my head. Um, I think it's called... I don't even know if it was Puppets. (laughs) I feel like it wasn't Puppets, but we're going with it. Anyway, um... Team America World Police...
0: Team America World Police is correct. Okay. <laughs> and your tangents will be puppets, voices, or 2000s films.
1: Let's go with, I mean, I just don't know anything about puppets or voices. Uh, so let's try it. We'll go with puppets. Go with puppets. Let's see what happens.
0: And your question, puppeteer Cosmo Allegretti performed as both Mr. Bunny Rabbit and Mr. Moose, in a long-running gag involving ping-pong balls raining down on the title character of what kids show.
1: Okay, kids show with title characters. I'm down to, I feel like, maybe we will go with, like, the ping-pong balls at first. made me think of the Bozo show, because they did the little, like, that game. But, for some reason, I feel like this might lean towards... We're going to go with Captain Kangaroo.
0: Yep. Cheyenne has broken the game. (laughs) And um, so your, uh, your tangents, balls, rain, and rabbits. Balls, rain, or rabbits? Well, let's go
1: with rain, I guess. I don't know where rain would go.
0: Your question in rain, or rainbows in this case, The pay what you want model for music sales dates back to the 80s, but what English band was the first major act to put it in use with the release of their 2007 album *In Rainbows*?
1: Okay, this is—I can't just sit here and cover my face. Uh, All right, this um, is—I mean, I've read it. I remember listening to this maybe um, on—I can't remember what podcast—and it's one of two bands. And this is what's stupid, is I only know that one of them is from England, but I kind of feel like it's the other one. And Here, I'll talk out loud, because I get really stupid with things that I don't know, and just like I conflated those movies, I really conflate <laughs> Coldplay and Radiohead are kind of like the same thing in my brain. Um, and I know that this is one of them. Or, I'm you know, watch me say I know, and then it's not either one of them. And I know that Coldplay is English, I'm pretty sure. Where are they? God, I'm getting myself all tied up in circles here. In Rainbows. Who had the album? Where is Tom York from? Right? Isn't that his name? Tom York Radiohead? Um, Chris Martin. Uh, Okay. We are going to... This sounds probably more like something that would be done By Radiohead. So we're going to say Radiohead.
0: It is Radiohead. Okay. And that gets you the following tangents. Music, retail, bands, or rainbows. We'll go with bands. Why not? Bands it is. What band's lead singer, Bruce Dickinson, won the Razzie for his version of Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter from the soundtrack for A Nightmare on Elm Street 5?
1: Okay, so... I kind of got at least like a, I know I've heard the name, Bruce Dickinson, and, um, I don't think, I know like the group, it's definitely one of those English kind of like, uh, heavy metal bands, it's just starting to figure out which one it is. And I think, I think, Rob Halford is Iron Maiden, so I think this is gonna be, uh, okay, let's just, Judas Priest.
0: Your answer Judas Priest, Bruce Dickinson, lead singer for Iron Maiden, Rob Halford, Judas Priest. God
1: dang it. I should have spent more time on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Rob Halford, the, the uh, lead singer of Judas Priest, uh, Bruce Dickinson, lead singer for Iron Maiden, Cheyenne.
1: Uh,
0: not only did you destroy the game, I think our top score heading into this was seven. And uh, you have cracked down with a 26. So uh, you might have stretched that uh, goal out a little bit. Yeah. Unlike Tim, who very kindly set the bar low (laughs) for other players (laughs) to have fun. Cheyenne comes along and says, nope, there'll be none of that. Get behind me. But you did very well. You're just having fun.
1: Well, I really thought I was out a couple of times. Yeah, that's
0: true. Uh, For your eyes only, this would have been your list of tangents had you gotten that one right. Which one of those do you think you would have picked?
1: Which one of these do I think I would have picked? Uh, you know, we, since we haven't really messed with it and I like it, is uh, Razzie's.
0: Razzie's, yeah. Could happen. Whoever is next on the list might pick it. Who knows? Got anything to plug?
1: I mean, I will always shout out Team Coast to Coast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> team during the pandemic
0: pandemic uh the, you know that happened a lot during uh covid a lot of uh online trivia popped up all around the yes. world and uh you certainly are one of the people who took advantage of that big time with uh, joining every online quiz league possible and playing sometimes five quizzes a night during the peak of the pandemic and all, all of that led to this dominant performance tonight
1: that's right <laughs> This is fun. Oh,
0: well, thank you. Thanks a lot, Cheyenne. We'll uh, talk to you soon. And uh, congrats on your outstanding performance tonight. Yeah,
1: thank you. Thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun. We'll get you back on soon.
0: He is a character. Thanks to Cheyenne for playing. And if you've made it this far, thanks to you for listening. We'll be back next week. I'm Russ Friedwald. This is Tangents.